Welcome, everyone, to the Court of the Trashy Royals, our weekly exploration of our betters behaving worse. That's so true. <laughs> My name is Stacy, and Alicia, are we hanging out with the Romanovs again? We are continuing on with the Romanovs. Some people think Paul McCartney is their favorite Beatle. The Russian people did not think that Paul was their favorite ruler. Interesting. This is the son of Catherine the Great? Son of Catherine the Great. It doesn't go great for Paul or for Russia, really. So like a recurring theme. A little bit, a little bit. Lots of twists and turns in this one. You can't really blame Paul, but again, you really can. Let us anon to Paul I of Russia. Alicia, last week you covered Catherine the Great. This is her offspring, though she had little to do with his parenting and grew up maybe with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, Paul the Not Great. Paul the Not Great. (laughs) So Catherine the Great and her son Paul never really had a good relationship or any relationship, really, because Paul is taken from Catherine the Great immediately after his birth by Empress Elizaveta. Elizaveta takes over raising Paul Until she dies. So Paul, after his father's death, Peter III, Mm -hmm. Paul becomes really influenced by all the courtiers that were against his mother, Catherine the Great. Sure, the anti-Catherine faction, yeah. As Paul grows up, gets a little bit older, he truly believes that his mother, Catherine, is responsible for the death of his father, Peter. Well, more than likely is. Mm -hmm. I mean... She, can she say. overthrew him, so yeah. Paul will succeed his mother to the throne. But it won't take long, though, before Paul meets the same fate, da-da-da, as his father. Less than five years after Paul becomes emperor, Paul was murdered by a group of nobles. <laughs> oh, my God. Russia, you never stop they delivering. They never stop delivering. So just as Catherine the Great had been suspected of knowing that Peter III would be murdered. Here's your fun twist that we're going to get into this and next week a little bit. Paul's son, Alexander, is also suspected of knowing that his father, Paul, would be murdered. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to repeat, Russia, you never stop delivering. Okay. It is known that Alexander, Paul's son, was in the palace at the time of his father's death and was aware of the plans to overthrow him. It was never really proven, though, that Alexander Paul's son was aware that the angry mob overthrowing his father actually planned on murdering Paul. It was just supposed to be a quick little coup d'etat. No one one was supposed to die. Bloodless, which Russia is really known for. So let's just set ourselves in place here. Remember Empress Anna, the psychotic? Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) She comes in between Peter the Great and Catherine the Great. But because Empress Anna had no heir, the crown goes to Peter the Great's daughter, Elizaveta. Mm-hmm. Empress Elizaveta has no heir, so she chooses her nephew, Peter the Third, to succeed her. Elizaveta 
then chooses Catherine, remember little Sophia, Yes. to be cute Peter's little, wife. Cute little German princess who ends up outperforming everyone's expectations. All of them. Okay, so when Catherine the Great gives birth to their son Paul, Elizaveta takes the child and raises it away from Catherine. So it's not really Paul's fault that he was reared with the lack of bonding or affection between son and mother. That's on Elizaveta. After Catherine dies, Paul won. Her son will become emperor. And Paul and his mother, needless to say, have a contentious relationship. Catherine wasn't allowed to raise Paul. They never formed a strong bond. Also, remember, for his whole life, Paul blames his mom for the murder of his father. Mm-hmm. All the pieces are in place. So just like when Empress Elizaveta chose Catherine, Catherine the Great will choose Paul's bride. This is Wilhelmine Louise of Hesse-Darmstadt, who will become, because you got to get a new name, Grand Duchess Natalia upon her marriage. Sadly for the now Grand Duchess Natalia, three years after the marriage, she died in childbirth. Paul will then go on to marry Sophia Dorothea of Württemberg, who becomes her new name, Maria Fodorovna, upon her marriage, because gotta love the new name thing. I'm sure that we're nailing the accent here perfectly. 100%, yes. So when the couple, Maria and Paul, have their first son, Alexander, Catherine the Great, takes Alexander away from Paul just like Empress Elizaveta took Paul away from her. Interesting. Okay. Is that just how it's done there? The reigning monarch just takes the future heir? It's a weird flex. From the presumptive heir? To- we did something bad a generation ago. Let's do that let's, again. Let's repeat that. <laughs> Paul and Maria would end up having 10 children in total, nine of those surviving to adulthood. Mm, that's unusual for Russia. So Catherine the Great was in the process of naming her grandson, Alexander, as her successor when she died of a stroke in November of 1796. Oh, interesting. So there wasn't supposed to be a Paul I. It was just going to go Catherine Alexander. You betcha. Catherine had no intention for Paul to get anywhere near that throne. But because Catherine had not secured the succession for her grandson, Alexander, Paul... Steps in. Sure. He's the new guy. Yeah. Can't let a good throne go to waste. Paul is not going to let a good throne go to waste. He's been waiting his whole life Mm -hmm. to be emperor. So just a few days after his mother's death, Paul announces that his father, Peter III, would be exhumed in order to be buried with his mother. Catherine and Peter III didn't really like all that much about each other. So this is a weird flex. Paul will attend that exhumation and kiss the shroud of his father. Yikes, 30 years on or something? Oh, yeah, it gets worse. Hold up. So then Paul summons the men who he believed killed his father. Remember Orlov? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And Baratinsky? Yeah. So Paul, God, those Russians and their stage performances. (laughs) Paul has these two guys who he thinks killed his father set up to play the roles that Paul had orchestrated for them. So these two guys, Orlov and Baryatinsky, both old guys, Mm -hmm. like 
Mm-hmm. They're already practically shuffled off this mortal coil. But no, these two guys were ordered to carry Peter III's dead, exhumed body. And they're like, nah, man, we're not going to do this. <laughs> and Paul points to his crown on top of his head and says, carry it and march. Wow. Mm-hmm. So just a couple old codgers. Like, Heaving a body down uh-huh. the road. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were Paul bearers. Paul bearers, I yep. guess Peter bearers, technically, but yeah. Paul's bearers. So when Barry Tinsky's daughter pleads for her father, just mm-hmm. like, he's an elderly man, come on. Yeah. Paul looks at her and says, are you ready for this? I, too, had a father. Oh, God. Uh-huh. My father is an old man. Oh, my God. Well, I, too, had a father. Well, I'm glad that there's a lot of emotionally healthy coping happening here. So much. Get therapy, Romanovs. Right? Okay, so Peter Third will lay in state next to Catherine the Great until they were eventually buried together. Orlov and Baryantinsky were banished. That's a pretty good first week. This is also Paul's pretty busy. <laughs> probably the best outcome those two could have hoped for. It's all terrible. It gets worse. Paul will then completely demolish the Pella Palace. This is a colossal summer residence that Catherine the Great has built specifically for her grandson, Alexander. Alexander. It had been built less than 10 years earlier and would have been the Pella Palace would have been Russia's largest imperial palace. Did it have bad plumbing or like a problem with the foundation? Nah. I bet the Wi-Fi sucked upstairs. Nah, Paul just wiped it out. Sure. Demolished it purely out of spite. Whatever passes for bulldozers in that era. Well, not too many bulldozers, though, because once the Pella Palace for Alexander's destroyed, Paul takes all those materials that created the palace and ordered that those materials be reused to build himself a nice new palace. Mm. Mummy. <laughs> this is uh, St. Michael's Castle in St. Petersburg. Okay. So it's, you know, no big secret by now that Paul really, really disliked his mother. So Paul will spend most of all of his reign reversing every one of her policies. And she, once again, is credited with modernizing much of like yep really moving the place forward so you got it you got it so paul focuses this is his big reign as order and discipline Mm. because he thinks his mom was just a little too loosey-goosey under my mom's reign everybody's real relaxed i don't like it (laughs) so any kind of freedom that anybody had you don't have that freedom anymore And if you don't like Paul's rules, you will be executed or exiled Hmm. for not liking it, or if you disobey him or even express free thought. Wow. Oh, no. Free thought. Catch it. (sighs) Here's some stats for you. During his short reign, Paul makes it four and a half years. That's it. Paul passes. Get a load of this number. 7,865 new laws and pieces of legislation. Wow. That is like a whole rewriting of, 8, of the rule book. Yeah, 8,000 new laws, less than five years? Yeah, that's... Whoa! Hmm. Do you want to hear your comparison stat? Yes. This is twice as many as Peter the Great had passed in his 
43-year reign. No big surprise that Paul keeps a very regimented and rigid schedule and uh, pretty much creates an environment of total anxiety around him. I bet. Paul is so strict and so critical and eager to punish anyone, anyone, that at the time of day when he would regularly walk the streets of St. Petersburg, just out for, as you know, morning constitutional or whatever. A little stroll, yeah. These streets would become abandoned. <laughs> Everyone would flee. Paul coming. Paul coming. Paul is coming. Everybody hide. Wow. Yeah. That's how afraid everybody is of Paul. Unfortunately for Russia, <laughs> Paul's behavior becomes odder and more unpredictable as, you know, his four and a half year reign goes on. The British ambassador, Sir Charles Whitworth, writes to London, the emperor has gone mad. Paul will stop going outside at, at all because he fears that the strong wind might blow his head away like a soap bubble. Wow. Paul stops sleeping, hmm. which is always healthy oh, for yeah. humanness. Yeah. Paul instead just walks the halls of the palace all night long. <laughs> Nixon style, just pacing, talking to paintings. Mm-hmm. Okay, it gets worse. I'm sorry, this whole story is just, it gets worse and worse and worse. Paul, oh, God. <sighs> At least when it comes to his reputation in and out of Russia, it doesn't improve because of Paul's strange alliance with Napoleon. Hmm. He befriends, Paul does, Napoleon, his former enemy, and this makes him even more dangerous. This was possibly the the alliance with Napoleon, one of the major reasons for his downfall, because now Paul is posing a threat to Great Britain. Right, right. So if we're going to use a quote here from Taylor Swift's anti-hero, <laughs> Paul is the problem, it's him. Everybody agrees that Paul is unstable and unlikable. He was intensely unpopular especially after the very long reign of his beloved mother, right? Mm -hmm. Paul has made many powerful enemies, lots of them. And soon enough, there is a conspiracy being organized to depose the emperor. This isn't a tiny conspiracy. You know how some conspiracies are like, yeah, we just got a handful of guys and we're going to overthrow the thing. There are 300 oh nobles and military officers. We have a tag on the Trashy Royals website for unhappy nobles, and this will be getting that. So unhappy. So among the conspirators, among these 300 conspirators, was Sir Charles Whitworth, British ambassador to Russia. A little MI5 action here. It is widely believed that Paul's overthrow and murder was financed by British intelligence. Wow. Uh-huh. Goodness. Geopolitics. Right? So what happens? Paul's son, Grand Duke Alexander, is made aware of the conspiracy. They let Alex know, hey, man, we're going to overthrow your pa. Alexander refuses to join in. But Alexander doesn't halt the plan. He goes ahead and agrees. I'm not going to stop you. As long as you promise not to injure or kill my father. I'm in. I'm in with the overthrow. 
but you can't kill him. Have they thought of inventing a wind machine that would just blow his head off? <laughs> Alexander's plan, uh, best laid, was for him to play the role of regent for his father, who would have been in exile. Okay. This is the way Alexander thinks it's going to go down. All 300 of those conspirators swear we're not going to hurt your dad. We wouldn't do a thing like that. This is Russia. We're going to give him food and blankets. We just need him to abdicate. We're not going to hurt him. And even Paul's wife. What? Knows of these plans to depose him. Wow. She doesn't even intervene. Right. That's how bad Paul is. Okay. Just hey, shuffle him off. Hey, honey, have fun walking the halls again. Be careful on the North Wing. <laughs> okay, so gets, it is. Gets gusty up there. So it is on March 23rd, 1801, that a group of conspirators break into Paul's bedroom. This is in his newly built St. Michael's Castle. Sure. They find Paul hiding behind heavy drapes. Oh, my like God. Like a cat. Like, you'll never find I me know, here. Right? His tail sticking out. <laughs> Paul was pulled out from the drapes and forced to sign abdication papers. And Paul is not going to do that. He resists. And then Paul is beaten and strangled to death. Hmm. Goodbye, Paul. So when Alexander, Paul's son, was told of the events and, hey, congrats, Alexander, you're now emperor, not just regent, Alexander cries. He's so upset and will say, People will say, I'm the murderer of my father. He sounds like somebody with actually his head on correctly. Oh, Alex is fantastic. His story's coming. It's a mystery. It's an amazing story. Alexander, pretty cool. He's really sad about the death of his dad. Or at least that it may seem like he participated somehow. Yeah. Sure. But is anybody crying in Russia? No. No. Russia hears the news of Paul's death, and the people were wild with delight. There is singing, dancing, kissing in oh the streets God. of St. Petersburg. Everybody's yelling, now we are free. Oh, my God. One author describes Paul's death as causing universal joy. Don't be that leader, future leaders. <laughs> Were there any penalties to any of the assassins, any of the 300 people involved in that I'm, let's kill Paul conspiracy? I'm going to guess no. Nope. Not a one. Not a one. Not a one. None of the assassins were prosecuted. Not so much as a parking ticket. And Emperor Alexander would punish himself until his own death for his role in the death of his father. Alexander says that his father's murder hovered over him like a vulture, and that he often saw in imagination Paul's mutilated, blood-stained body on the steps of the throne. He's just been seeing too many Shakespeare plays, let's face it. Willie Shakes will do that to oh, you. Yeah. That's the end of Paul. Mm -hmm. We're going to come back next week on Trashy Royals. For the rise of Alexander, Alexander I is the emperor who defeated Napoleon. It's really exciting. His story is pretty interesting with a little mystery twist at the end. Okay. But it's not as much fun without the story of Paul in the right, middle. Right, right. And when it comes to trashy crowns for Paul, I'm going to let him give us this number hmm. with his 7,865. 
new laws and pieces of legislation, that's how many trashy crowns Paul the First gets. That's a lot of trashy crowns. I feel like if he had placed them all upon his head, he wouldn't have worried about the wind blowing it away. You'd like to think. Ah, oh, Paul the First. Definitely not great. Definitely not a fan favorite yeah. of the Russian people, old Paul. Four and a half years before the nobles off him. Wow. Good try, Paul. Life and times in <laughs> Russia. You're the problem. It's you. <laughs> well, thank you, Alicia, for that ongoing. It's focusing on the Romanovs right now. I feel like it's it's like an ice cream cone in the midst of a heat wave, and I like it. We're going to be flipping all over with all kinds of naughty nobles in our journey. But oh, sure. This Romanov thing, I think, really does put the trashy cake together in yeah. a particularly delicious way. Thank y'all so much for coming to hang out with us at court today. We are so grateful for you, for you telling your friends about us, for your recommendations, for your kind emails, for your reviews. Y'all are simply the best. We can't wait to be back with you next week for The Tale of Alexander I. When I assume everyone will still be dreaming of an ice palace for themselves, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. That's it. Everybody stay as cool as you can. Mm -hmm. Stay hydrated. Keep your eye on the crown. Mm -hmm. Keep your butt on the throne. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Unless you're Paul. (laughs) You'd almost feel bad for him, but you just don't. You just don't. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, again for tuning in. See you next week. Bye. Bye.